Hello and welcome to episode 297 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is March 21st, 2022. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 297 as well as get on zero fiat slash 16 because we are on episode number 16 of our get on zero uh, installment. And uh, we're going to, we don't have a guest today. There's a lot been going on in the Bitcoin world. Um, and a lot I want to talk about since we kind of have been get on zero specific, it uh, prevents us from talking about some other things that go on. And I think it's important to, to cover some general Bitcoin topics um, and also just some get on zero thoughts that I've, that I've had recently. Um, so first thing I want to say, and this is, this is uh, a few weeks coming was that a little while ago, I lamented about, uh, Ellen Zeus, um, or I guess it's just Zeus, the, uh, the mobile wallet for controlling. Sorry. I thought you were lamenting about the God. No, 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 no. I, 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 I do Roman or no. Yeah. He's Greek, but. Okay. Yeah. So Jupiter. Yeah. Jupiter. Jupiter's my guy. All right. The God of tractors. But, um, and, and the guest that was on the show, I forgot who it was, but he was like, oh man, you should check out the new, new version of, of Zeus. It's, it's really good. And I did, uh, a few weeks ago. Got my uh, my Raspberry Blitz back synced up and fixed. I forget what was going on with that, but uh, having some issues with it, so I had to do some maintenance on it. But uh, but once I got that uh, all spooled up again and, and ready to go, I I updated to the latest version of Zeus, mm-hmm. and they've done an absolutely fantastic job. Yeah, it is. Uh, have you? No, but what you, do you like about it? Um, or it's, what, what's improved that you didn't like, but now you do like. So the user, uh, user interface is like, looks like it's like, I was complaining that it felt like you're using like a Netscape browser before. Nice. Like it, it functioned. Explain but to the kids just, what a Netscape browser is. Yeah. It's that, uh, the, like the original or the one of the original, serve, right? Like Netscape. Yeah. That's going back. Yeah. One of the original, uh, internet browsers uh just like real plain and yeah real just basic looking and and ugly uh, but they made they made you know the just the the aesthetics of the app really nice and even like when it's loading it's got a little like circle of lightning bolts i guess doing around it looks kind of neat um and it shows your, like the navigation through it is really nice. It shows your activity uh, in a good way. It also has good stuff for seeing uh, your routing, um, what you've done there. So just overall, r- really nice, um, real easy to get around. It feels like it's a little bit faster. Um, mine's running over tour, so it's just naturally going to be a little bit laggy. Um, and that's just the way tour is, but, um, yeah, it just, it just kind of feels like it's a little bit more robust of an app. And, and I say that All right, I'm ignorantly it right because now. I don't, 
Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to give some kudos to those guys. To, uh, yeah, for because that's that's a lot of hard work, and I know it was a long time coming. Um, so it was good to see, and and I wanted to follow up on on my criticisms of it uh, because they did they did correct <laughs> what I was complaining about. Um. So yeah, yeah. If you've got a uh, a lightning node. It's a good way to uh, control it remotely um, instead of maybe like SSHing in or yeah. using Ride Lightning or something I on the laptop. Connect my node. I'm not going to do it right now, but I will do yeah. it. But it's easy. You go into your, your menu to connect mobile apps and you get shown a, uh, a QR code that you scan and nice. that's about it. So I like these software like that, and I meant I just mentioned Raspberry Blitz. Like, I really appreciate this kind of free and open source software. Um, that they make it really easy and really smooth for you to run your own node and and control your own keys. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because you know it is what you should be doing. You you should be control your own keys. You should be running your own node. Um, But it's not always the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, Running a node is easy, but like connecting your, uh, you know, mobile wallet on your phone or or other wallets you might have on a desktop or something, it's not always the most straightforward thing. And when that's the case, when something's not like super easy to do, most people aren't going to do it. Yeah, give up. Um, yeah. And maybe I, it's I look, because they, you know, I don't know. I don't really have that much an interest in it. If it was easy, I'd do it. If it's a little challenging, I'm not going to. Yeah, but it is what it is. Not doing but, it. Right. And, and that's not good. So right. people that, right, right, right. that like, that, that um, package all of that kind of difficult stuff together and automate it and make it easy and simple and intuitive and straightforward. I mean, that's really, really good. And that's really, really, really important. And, um, yeah, these guys deserve, deserve a lot of credit. I should probably, uh, should probably so, should, uh, send some Bitcoin to some of these people, um, as a little bit of a thank you. So, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's, um, you know, I had a, I'm going to be using, um, uh, the Bitcoin meetup I had last week as an example. Yeah. For, for a few things, um, because we had, uh, five new people show up, which was great. Um, had other than me, only one regular, um, I had to change the meetup. I had it scheduled two weeks ago and then realized like the day before that I double booked myself and so postponed it. So, um, a lot of the regulars weren't able to make it, but, um, you know, we had, we had five new people, which was, is a lot for my meetup. Sure. And so it was interesting getting, hearing different people talk about Bitcoin and seeing the different levels that, that they were. Um, and one of the things 
when we were talking about was uh, securing your Bitcoin and holding your keys. And I was saying, which I've said a lot on here, is that like really you should be running your own node and doing it on an offline computer. And I got the whole, well, that's too hard. It's no one's going to do that. You got to make it easy for people. And I said, I understand that. Like, I, I understand that you hear me saying what you need to do and, and what you're doing right now isn't good enough to like just having a, you know, hardware wallet XYZ and plugging it into your, you know, your, your everyday laptop. It's running Windows and probably is infected with malware. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Like, yes, I get that that's easy and convenient for you, but that's not secure. Um, and what made at least a few of the people understand where I was coming from a little bit better was when I said, look, if someone comes up, if someone's 400 pounds and says, Hey man, I want to get in shape and lose some weight, build muscle, what have you. And you say, okay, this is what you got to do. You got to stop eating poorly. So you got to eat, you got to eat healthy and you got to get active. You got to start working out and everything. And the person says, oh, that's, that's all like, that's difficult and inconvenient for me. Like, I, I want to like lose the weight and get in shape, but I don't want to like do all that other stuff. Like what's, what's the shortcut way to do that? And it's like, there is no, there is no shortcut to it. Um, you know, good security is good security and like, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if there was an easy way for us to show you how to do or tell you how to do, you know, ha- have good security, that's how we would tell you to do it. We wouldn't make it yeah. more difficult on purpose. No, we know an easier way, but we're going to show you the hard way. Yeah. Um. So it's like, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to be in shape or do you not? And it's not like I can sit there and you know, kick and scream and cry because you're not doing it. I'm not going to because it's it's not my Bitcoin that's under threat. It's it's yours. So it's uh you know it's up up to the individual to take take it or leave it with the uh with the advice and the and the strategies that we give. So um that that actually when I when I explained it with the weight loss thing, it made people kind of go, okay, yeah, well, now I get what you're saying a little bit more. And I don't expect anyone to just immediately turn on a dime and say, okay, let me do what you're, uh, what you want to do. Cause it, it, it's, it's a lot of people have been infected by a lot of bad ideas and dumb ideas and dead end ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like this idea that, you know, as long as you have a hardware wallet, you're good. Um, you don't buy it's, it's what's that so you don't buy that no it, because it's like it just it 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 just ignores there's like no people have no concept of what's going on with what they're doing and it just creates this false sense of security i think there's a time and a place probably for hardware wallets um but like they're just kind of way over-marketed. Um, like, and, and, and just people make these bad assumptions. Like, so another, another example, I'm jumping ahead of myself cause I wanted to talk about 
this in another kind of light, but whatever. We're here now. If you're not used to us jumping around all over the place. You probably don't listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, we're 300 episodes in and you don't realize it's just like a stream of consciousness kind of thing, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so the hardware wallets. Yeah. Um, and I use, here's an example too, that I've, I've probably said this on the show 8,000 times, but I think it's really a useful example. There was one time, uh, there was something like the government was threatening to do something about, you know, allowing people to try to secure their own keys and someone, and they were going to go, I think that, I don't know if they were specifically going after cold card or NBK, uh, but there was whatever, whatever it was. But someone replied on a thread on Twitter. He would never huh, do that or something. NVK versus the U.S. government? Right. Man, I'm going to put my money on NVK every day and twice on Sunday. Well, and good. it's like, you're an idiot. Like, that is just absolutely in just a really stupid thing to say because even if you think not even if you think even if it is absolutely true that mvk is the greatest guy in the world and he wants what's best for you and bitcoin and, and all that good stuff if the government knocked on his door and said um we're gonna do bad things to you and your family if you don't play ball the way we want you to play ball he's going to play ball the way they want him to play ball. And it's insane to expect anything different. Well, we do a libertarian podcast or did a libertarian podcast. We've talked about the criminal justice system. If you're not familiar with it, go look up the percentage of uh, federal crimes that go to trial versus plea. And you might be surprised at how high it is and how good the federal government is at getting you to say you're guilty, whether you're guilty or not. Um, they're really good at getting you to flip on your friends. Um, or they just murder you. That too. And every, like, there's a lot of people will say, look, this is so obvious that the government murdered this journalist or something. Who's the, the guy who was yeah, there was a the journalist car. that was like breaking a story and like his car just car like, you know, he, he went a million, million miles an hour yes. and then like blew up. Yeah. Like, are we just say that think that like cars just do that? Yeah. Especially just Michael Hastings real, or something like that. What was that name? Something like that. Um, you know, they're talking about recently it was like the cia or something was on one of the news stations and talking about how they were you know tossing around the idea of murdering julian assange yeah why not i mean you just gotta dig him out right yeah and like there were a couple people like libertarian type people and bitcoiners that were kicking and screaming about that and making a fuss but no one else cared nobody cares nobody nobody cares at all how about the guy with the um uh, what was his name? Gary Webb, maybe out in the West Coast uh, with the um, Iran Contra stuff. Oh yeah, he ended up committing suicide, but just got uh, abused by yep. by these people for years. Yeah, Michael Hastings was an American journalist. Uh, was it uh, Barrett Brown? 
is is a journalist who got you know thrown in prison for you know <laughs> blowing the whistle on some stuff yeah. and and reporting things the government didn't like i mean you got it edward snowden i mean the list goes on mm-hmm. I, another one like jeffrey epstein right everyone knows that jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself everyone knows that there is just like this huge list of celebrities and politicians and powerful people that are that were raping children flying on Jeffrey Epstein's plane to go rape kids on an island in the Caribbean. Everyone knows that was going on. And you've got Democrats saying, or Republicans saying, oh, look, Bill Clinton was on the the flight list 8,000 times. And Democrats go, oh, look, Donald Trump was on the flight flight list 8,500 times. Nobody goes, wait, everyone's on the flight list? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean Trump and Clinton were sitting next to each other on the flight going down? Like no one stops to think about that. Oh, you mean Hillary was a senator in New York and Trump is famous for being New York? Right. They can't like, possibly have any connections. They're enemies. It's it's just so absurd. So to think that like you're going to have this individual stand up for you when – like his family could very well be put under like, you know, a serious credible threat. It's just unfair. It's just really unfair to ask someone to, to not fold in that situation. And so like, you know, heaven forbid any, that sort of thing happens to anyone. I'm not wishing, of course, not wishing that on, on somebody. And it's just, it's just silly, uh, but but people think that they buy a hardware wallet and they have this like impenetrable fortress. There's nothing that ba- bad can happen. I mean, it's just to pick on cold card more, like I, I you know, I kind of st- was steel manning a little bit uh, that situation, um, saying that like you can assume, you know, assume that like NBK is the greatest guy in the world, but you, you still have to look at it and say, ooh man, I can't trust that he's always going to do something that is in my best interest right. because, you know, something bad. But, like, there's all sorts of other problems with with cold card. I mean, you know, the average person gets gets a cold card, and do you think they're going to go and download Core on a on a freshly installed uh, Ubuntu machine and, and only use that laptop for, for uh, you know, Bitcoin stuff and... And, uh, you know, all this, no, they're going to pull it out of the box, go to the, the fastest startup instructions they can and do that. And they're going to an Electrum, a random Electrum's, Electrum server that's probably controlled by a government ABC agency. And they're logging their IP address and they're logging the transactions and the addresses that, they're, that, the, that their cold card is pinging. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention that the computers, you know, probably a Windows computer that's that they use for whatever they're doing every day and getting all sorts of, you know, nasty malware on it um, that they have no idea that is on it because, you know, it's not like this. Uh, if you get a virus on your computer or malware that's going to try to steal your Bitcoin or something, uh, it's not going to be like a Dennis Nedry thing. With the guy with his face going uh 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 uh, uh, uh. and then the screen melts or something like, 
you know, these these uh, these guys that are trying to steal your Bitcoin are a little bit more creative and uh, and don't want you to have any idea that you have malware. One day you'll wake up and your balance is gone. Yeah, because it only takes one time. Uh-huh. And like the other kind of theme, as as you like to point out, I like to have a theme is my my day job working in petrochemical. I've, I've heard that before. Yes, yeah. but it's it's like we work in a very high hazard conditions. Uh, it doesn't mean it's unsafe, but we have to take certain precautions and understand what we're doing and be very, you know, elevated safety protocols and, and, and everything else to make sure that we don't get bit by these hazards. Because the problem with this thing, or, or the problem with working in a very hazardous environment is it only takes one time and you're dead or you're seriously hurt. Um, so that's why if you go out in the field, you can't just like run out and not wear safety glasses and a hard hat because, oh, I'm just doing this real quick. Well, you know, you're going to, you're going to get fine. Like if you did that on purpose, if you ran out in the field without a hard hat and safety glasses or whatever else other like, you know, basic PPE that you need. And your excuse was, I was just going out there real quick. I I didn't think it was gonna be a problem. You would get immediately fired. Because it's just it flies in the face of all the the basic rules of safety, and like you, you just have no idea what you're, no idea what you're doing, um, and you're gonna cause yourself a problem. So it's the same thing with Bitcoin. I mean, if you lose, if someone gets your private keys, or something goes wrong, I mean, the Bitcoin's gone forever. You're not getting it back. So it only takes one time. And so when we say, hey, man, instead of, you know, for your life savings for Bitcoin, instead of downloading that hardware or, or buying that hardware wallet and just, you know, going through whatever basic setup and without using your own node on a clean computer is like, take the extra effort to spend a Saturday afternoon to set set yourself up with a, you know, a clean machine with a fresh install of Ubuntu and running Bitcoin Core. You know what? It's probably going to cost about the same as a hardware wallet. It, it probably does. But if it costs more, um, is it worth it for the extra security? Right. Um, and that's not to like, so the other problem with, with hardware wallets is there's like obvious, it's, it's Bitcoin specific hardware. Like if you're going to, if you're an attacker and you want to attack um, you know, you want to steal people's Bitcoin or cause problems or anything. Are you going to go after like attack the supply chain of Dell Latitude computers or something? Like they're That'd probably getting a very expensive attack, right? Because like there are all sorts of people that are buying Dell Latitude computers for a variety of different purposes and probably not using it for Bitcoin. The laptops that I have for my cold storage, I got on eBay, I believe. Yeah. And they were like repurposed computers, probably from a school somewhere. Cost me like, I don't know, 140 bucks or so. 
Yeah. And you wipe it clean with mm -hmm. a new operating system and, you know, and, and Ubuntu has a lot of, it's open source, free open source, and it's got a lot of eyes on it. So if there's, you know, a, uh, a bug in there that's going to cause, you know, security flaw, it's, you know, a good chance it's going to get caught mm -hmm. or I'll say a better chance than closed source software would. Right. Where um, you don't know until it's already, uh, been exposed. Yeah. Plus, if you're doing it in a way that you're keeping the keys offline, like you you install Bitcoin Core and, and you shut off it the doesn't network. Oh, but but Slappy, have you ever seen airgapcomputer.com? They tell you not to, to use an airgap computer running Bitcoin Core oh. because it's dangerous and you'll lose your Bitcoin. Do they explain so, how? Yeah, like someone can point a laser from across the street through your window Ooh. and 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 read the vibrations of your hard drive and from those vibrations be able to uh turn that now, into this, your uh, private right key. on the bottom of the screen right now it should say this is not sarcasm yeah yeah because like that's what the website says it is it's roger veer level nonsense remember when roger veer was going around trying to promote bitcoin cash he's like, no one's ever going to run a note it's too hard and oh is you just going to mess it up and, and you don't need to, and it's too hard and, and oh, blah, 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 blah. And who cares anyway? Um, like this is what, this is the, the same thing, mm -hmm. but for using Bitcoin core and a generic computer in order to create your private, private keys. Mm -hmm. Um, it's that level of just idiotic nonsense. And oh, who created the website? You know, you know where the website sends you to? What, Cold Guard. Uh, 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 are you serious? So yes, yes. That's funny. The guy, the guy who Don't is trying to tell you. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. NVK is the guy that is saying. Oh no, you don't want to do this thing. You don't you you don't want to use generic hardware and, and Bitcoin core. You wanna, you know, that's bad. But I don't really like give any reasonable reason why it's bad. I just it's bad. So go buy my thing. <laughs> like Well, and that's the thing, like like with the generic hardware, as you mentioned earlier, if someone wanted to put some kind of attack and get your keys on it, they would have to hit a ton of computers just to get one. Whereas, you know, right. everything that's coming out of the cold card factory is worth taking a look at. Yeah. We never completed that thought, yeah. you know, the opposite of, of a Dell attitude, you know, attack would be to attack the supply chain of cold card because. Yeah. I mean, a mailman or whoever goes to that place or a UPS driver, UPS worker, but, you know, Federal slappy, government. I mean, that's but, how. <laughs> but slappy, there's a, a a aluminum foil sticker. That's true. There is an aluminum that foil tapes sticker. the plastic bag together, so you'll know if it's been opened. That's true. Because no one would ever <laughs> be able to buy stickers that are the same kind no. of thing. No, you can't. And just re put it back on. But um, of course, like that's attack seems kind of far-fetched but what is more likely and it only has to happen one time 
And are you going right. to store a significant amount of Bitcoin that way? Would you trust your life savings to a cold card? Uh, a lot of people say yes, but I, I mean, I'm convinced that the generic hardware is exponentially better. I mean, you can, I, I well, got my computer, I wiped it clean. There was nothing on it when I started. Well, Slappy, you could, uh, you could, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, reproduce the firmware on the cold card, right? I could. Right? Sure. Right? Oh, Someone, oh. right? Right? Yeah, yeah definitely. <gasps> right? It's open source, right? Free open source. Software. Is it? Is it? Um, no, it's not. Actually, uh, so I think recently... Uh, it's, is it open source, but you can't use it? You can't recreate it? So if you go to Cold Card's website, it's got at the top, it's got these four green check boxes. Um, Bitcoin only, verifi verifiable source code, easy to use, ultra secure. Um, they did not have verifiable source code. They, I think they might have. Um, I think that's only been like a very recent thing. Uh, Ooh. and then it says down, if you scroll down, it says verifiable source code, all of the cold card code is viewable, editable, and verifiable. Okay. You can compile it yourself. Um, is that true? But if you were to go to walletscrutiny.com for their, and, and this was, um, I don't think it's on the most recent version of cold card that they, um, that they did their uh, analysis of it. Um, but uh, it wasn't reproducible. You couldn't you couldn't take that source code and um, and and make it so that it's the same thing that's on the cold card that you bought. Mm -hmm. Like they were they were doing it for you, and there's no way for you to reproduce that. Now, I you know I I I can't verify um, that it's definitely reproducible and like proper free and open source software now. But the problem is, is that for years it wasn't like, like let's, let's give them their, uh, give them the benefit of the doubt and said, it's and say it's all very reproducible and, and all this, uh, and, and, and all this stuff. Um, you could take the source code, compile it and reflash the firmware on it. Um, most people's cold cards, you couldn't do that for the longest time. But like, if you asked the average person who was a cold card user, and you asked them, is it free and open source software that's verifiable and reproducible? They'd say, yeah, of course. But it wasn't. They used some interesting, uh, interesting marketing to, you know, make people believe <laughs> that something else other than what was actually going on was going on. Right. Um, and then they, there's this other stuff with like the secure element that it's like, Oh, well we can't tell you what's going on with it. Well, that's the other thing. So it still does have a secure element. Um, it provides physical security. Your seed words are stored in a specialized chip designed to securely store secrets. Well, that means they don't tell you how it works. Mm -hmm. That's what secure element means. 
Um, so, hey, you know, how do we? Know? <laughs> it's a black box. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it works. But like, uh, and, and and different like I know Ledger and and uh, and Treasure. I forget which one. I think Ledger has a secure. Source, I believe. Yeah, I think they are. Um, and Ledger is the one with the with the uh, secure element, and Trezor doesn't have it. And they made you know they decided. Um, each decided based on the trade offs they wanted to make, which whatever. I mean, people are making products. There's certain decisions that have to be made about how they're going to make it, but like you have to be upfront about it and you can't do one thing and then kind of casually lead people to believe something else and then be like, Oh, well it was like buried somewhere on the website that said what was actually going on. But then you read the website and it's like just clearly written to obfuscate what's going on. Um, I think that's not good. It's skeevy. It creates a false sense of security for people. And it, it like when, when, so we're podcast hosts. We have bajillions of followers, yep. people that hang on our every word. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't want to act like if you produce content or produce a product that you are 100% responsible for the way that everyone every single person interprets what you're saying and doing like people are going to get what you're saying wrong. They're going to misinterpret it. And you know, there's not, you can't always prevent that. It's and, just, it, it is sometimes what it is. The speaker is wrong. Right. Well, there's and that too. You find out you were wrong and change it. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not, I'm not trying to crucify someone <clears throat> because you know, out of, out of a thousand people that listen to what they say, three people misinterpret it and incorrectly go around saying, oh, this person says this. What? When you're cultivating a following of people that are getting what you're saying wrong or getting what's not what you're like, uh, getting the truth behind what you're saying or what you're doing wrong then at that point you have to look in the mirror and you have to admit that it was probably on purpose you were doing that. There's a difference between a couple people misinterpreting you versus basically your entire customer base. But then if somebody calls them out for it, that person is the bad guy. Right. Oh, they must be trying to sell something. <laughs> Ironic defense yeah. of... Business trying to sell you something, uh, and and again, I'm also not saying that anyone who has a product to sell you or a service to sell you is is trying to scam you or make you to believe something that's that's not, you know, what's going on. Um, no, I mean, I want there to be goods and services, and but like I said a little bit before. You have to be upfront about what you're doing. You can't obfuscate it. You can't intentionally misdirect so that people think you're something that you're not. That's called fraud. <laughs> like, 
that's it's it it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. um so it's just frustrating like you know as bitcoiners we like to pride ourselves on trying to like seeing the world a little bit different and and seeing all the scams yeah, that are out there in the legacy system seeing all the right and we like that there's bitcoin companies out there that are that come from our ranks if you will of people um and we like to think that those people operate on a on a on a level of higher integrity than everybody else but you know i've over the last i don't know how long it's just it's been really disillusioned with that and I think a lot of the people running businesses in the Bitcoin space are failing on that. I don't think everyone, like I'm, I'm, I'm ripping on NVK and cold card here. Um, I'm not saying everyone's like that. I think he's different than most. Um, but that's not to say that there's not other companies out there that aren't dropping the ball in some way. And, you know, this week, or last week, we saw a couple of Bitcoin companies get a have a data leaks from their customers. Specifically, uh, first one that came out was uh, Unchained Capital, and then uh, Swan Bitcoin. And I don't really consider BlockFi like a Bitcoin company because they do a lot of weird stuff. But BlockFi was in there too. And what it was was that they a third party um, marketing site, right? Sends out yeah. their emails or whatever. Yeah. Um, they had, they had a data breach um, and you know, they, they lost a lot of data for customers, for people. Now it wasn't like coins were lost. Yeah. Like everyone's Bitcoin still secure. Um, but it was stuff like, Names, email addresses, IP addresses, phone numbers. Um, I don't think that addresses. Yeah, were I don't think physical addresses were released no. or any other. Which address. is what happened with Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> Ledger just lost everything. And, uh, you know, it's, I didn't really expect that much from Ledger because they, you know, have their altcoin casino on their thing. And, you know, they, I, I, anyone that does that, anyone that, you know, offers a lot of functionality for altcoins and stuff like I just have no expectations for them. Although it's still bad, it's still messed up that it happened. But companies like Unchained and Swan, I mean, these are companies that talk a big game about privacy and security and how Bitcoin's different and how we're different and we we care about our customers and our and and their privacy and security and we want to help them. You know, they, they, both of these companies have a lot of, uh, um, what's it called, uh, information, um, like for for uh, for learning on their site. So, you know, they, you know, they're they're there to instruct and to mm-hmm. help people gain knowledge of what's going on, and so it's just it's frustrating that they're talking to talk but not walking the walk i made a tweet about this the other day saying like if we can expect newbies to to bitcoin to buy a raspberry pi and run their own node and connect their 
you know, hot wallets to their own node and all this stuff, then why can't we expect a Bitcoin company to, you know, use self-hosted free and open source software to prevent, you know, data leaks and stuff like this to happen? I think that's perfectly reasonable. I mean, these are, you know, tech companies that, you know, that are in the Bitcoin space. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's frustrating because I, I, I think that most people wouldn't have expected that they're sharing their data like that to third parties. And we all know, because it's a, it's a meme cliche in the Bitcoin space that third parties are security holes. And you open up, you increase your attack surface mm -hmm. when you involve them. Um, so like there's a lot of, there's been a lot of weird reactions to this, this data breach. And I know I'm like ranting and, and talking a lot. So if you have anything to jump no, in to say, with, so. um, there's been a lot of like weird kind of takes on this. And I think a lot of them are wrong and misguided. I get frustrated by it. Um, I don't think, I don't know how to say this. I don't care. Um, I don't care if, if you're not <laughs> like, we just ripped on cold card for like yeah. 20 minutes. So don't, don't you own a cold card? I, I bought one a while ago and I started setting it up for like 10 seconds and I just stopped and it's yeah sitting somewhere on my desk. I, I never actually one. did anything with it, but I don't use it either. That's um, but, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. It, it's, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you just talked about ripping on MVK and you were going to say something and you don't care how people take it. Oh yeah. Like no one understand, not no one, but like so many people I've seen just like, don't understand like the basics of what like happened here and like why it's bad and why it's really kind of unacceptable. Well, first of all, it's unacceptable. Like these data leaks that are going out, it's unacceptable. And people might say, Oh, well you're asking for perfection and I'm not. Um, like I said a little before I work in an industry with a lot of hazards. What industry and is that for the people? Petrochemical. Oh, okay. Yeah. In case you weren't sure, it's the petrochemical industry. And, um, you know, there's hazards out there, but like we believe that every accident is preventable and no accident is acceptable. Like if you're going to, if you're going to challenge me on whether or not a data breach is acceptable, then what's it, whether a data breach that like this is unacceptable. It's like, Oh no, it's not, it's not totally. Un All right. When is a data breach acceptable? When it's the company that I like. Exactly. That's, that's the problem. Um, so while like we can't expect perfect, you know, perfection, you have to look at everything and say like, okay, what went wrong and what could we have done to prevent this? And for a situation like this, um, you know, what went wrong? There was a data leak. Why did you have a data leak? 
because of, you know, a third party had access to data and they got, you know, they lost it. Now, why, <laughs> like, who in the world thought it would be a good idea to be sending out, you know, sensitive data to third parties for email marketing or communications, whatever it is, to send emails out around? Like, I looked it up and I just did like FOSS email marketing. And there's things that you could do that are self-hosted, free and open source software that you don't have to send that stuff for someone else to manage for you. Like, it's one thing if this were, uh, you know, you're selling, I don't know, are you trying to talk, Slappy? No. Oh. I'm trying to blog okay. out the dog barking. Okay. I sorry. I looked at the um I the thing. myself. Okay. Um it's not like these are companies selling cupcakes and like, all right, whatever. Like if someone finds out that you're getting emails about when the next bake sale is like you might get some not great. junk emails that probably get filtered out, but you know, yeah. What are you going like, to do with that email address from the cupcake company? Yeah, I mean, these are companies that are telling you to send your friends and family that are interested to onboard to Bitcoin, and we're going to help them securely control their Bitcoin. And then they turn around and say, "Ah, you know, we can get away with just like sending the data somewhere else." It, it, what's frustrating is it's like, it's an unforced error. It's one thing if something happened that like no one really could anticipate, but we were talking about the ledger leak before. It's not like this is the very first time something like this has happened in the space. And it's not like something, it's not like this is something that hasn't been talked about. You know, if we want to uh, give a little bit of credit to NVK and cold card, apparently they erase all the customer data. When someone buys a cold card from them, after they ship it out, and I guess, you know, close that order, if you will, they claim, and I have no reason to not believe them, that they delete all that data, um, which is which is good. I, I mean, I can't believe, I don't think they send out any communications. Yeah, and I have no reason to believe that, that they're they not. Yeah, why it. would they be lying about it? Unless they're selling so like... These conversations in the Bitcoin space have been had before here. So I, I, it, it just, and I get that you need to communicate with people and I get that it's easy and convenient to use a third party where you connect an API key to your account, to your, uh, you know, uh, customer management software, whatever it is. And so they kind of can do stuff for it. But like there's other solutions out there that's already been built. And maybe the the free and open source self-hosted software for this stuff isn't that great. Okay. Put a bounty on it. You know, instead of the money you're sending to, was it Hub? What's the company that had the leak? Whatever it is. doesn't matter. Like spend some money to, to, to pay people to create open free and open source software 
And on top of that, I get that it's not easy. It's, it's less convenient. It's more difficult to do. But like, if you're going out and being a Bitcoin company and talking about care about privacy and security and everything, then like you kind of have an obligation to follow through. Especially if like, again, you're kind of leading people and you're not, you're maybe not doing it explicitly, but you're implicitly leading people to believe that you're doing you know, mm-hmm. all the right stuff. Now, like this is, this would be different. Like it wouldn't be good, but I think it would, I would feel probably less pissed off about this situation if they got hacked directly and lost some of this data. Like that would be bad. That would be. Wait, you're saying like, it would feel better about it if they got. I would be less pissed off oh. at these guys that are running it. Oh. Assuming that they did, you know, had good security practices and there was something unexpected that, you know. Sure, that would be worse the, for the, the consumer though, likely. Well, I like it's it's tough to I know I think compare I compare these saying. two you're things like because mistake, it's different. Right? Yeah, uh, accidents can happen, or what? Not you know what I'm saying. Like unforeseen right, things right, right. can happen. S- assuming, assuming that same data got released. But it's ne- you're saying it's essentially negligent to use a third party, or are you not saying that? It is. Yeah, that's that's okay. basically what I'm saying. Um, so that the mistake. I'm not, I'm was not right excusing there the beginning. Yeah, like you may. Yeah, right, right. right. I got you. Okay. It's I, I so to. To give a uh, kind of a, a simple example, this weekend <laughs> I I was gonna, oh, go ahead. No, you go. No, uh, no, what do you have? No, no, I got nothing. Okay, this weekend I finally burned my Christmas tree. There you go. Yeah, I don't throw away my Christmas tree you because do not that like is a Christmas, waste. Do you? No, that is a waste of a fantastic fire. Um. Dried out Christmas trees, they make some good flames. Yeah. And so um, I've got like a five foot firing in my backyard. And so I was, I was burning some other, you know, other uh, debris and branches and, and stuff this weekend. So it, it, it was good timing for me to do it. Now, these flames were probably like 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a small Christmas tree. It was probably like a six foot Christmas tree, pretty fat. And, um, you know, there's obviously hazards that come with this. Like if I burnt this tree and I accidentally, you know, caused a bigger fire that caused damage to my neighbor's house, I could sit there in front of my neighbor and say, Hey, look, man, I am so sorry. I did not mean to do that. And I could be 100% telling the truth, but it doesn't mean that my neighbor shouldn't be really mad at me and expect that I have to pay some damages to him. Like maybe it was a windy day. Maybe I didn't have the, uh, you know, a, a good enough ring to hold everything. Maybe I had combustibles or something way too close. Um, you know, I didn't mean for something bad to happen, but I didn't like do the necessary things to prevent 
<laughs> you know, make a reasonable effort to prevent something bad from happening. You know, I also had a, a charged, a, a hose charged with water nearby and also not right next to it so that if it did go up, like I wouldn't be able to access the hose. Like I thought this through. I had, you know, plans of action if something went wrong and I only did it because the conditions were adequate to do it. And I didn't walk away from the fire once I lit it. I waited until it got down to a reasonable size that it wasn't going to, you know, outside, out of like a, 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 you know, a much bigger hazard. Mm -hmm. So, and even if I did all that and something went wrong, whose fault would it be? It'd still be mine. It yep. wouldn't be my neighbor's fault. It would be mine. And I'd have to deal with the consequences of it. Um, so, yeah, like, like you have to be – so if I want to burn my Christmas tree, I have to take reasonable steps to make sure that I'm not going to cause problems for other people. And so if you want to be a Bitcoin company and you want to do this stuff, you have to take reasonable steps to kind of put your money where your mouth is and live by the ethos that we all kind of pay lip service to. Like, how is that an unreasonable thing? And how, why am I the bad guy for having, you know, that expectation? Um, it's also like some of the other weird reactions was, and, and you see this all the time. And it's just, it's just such a cucked mentality of people saying stuff like, well, I'm glad they were being honest and upfront about it. Sure. <laughs> like, like, okay. Like, you want, like the expectation they lie. Yeah. Like this, like <laughs> it's the least. All right. Absolutely. The least like, possible. <laughs> also, they're going to get found out anyway. Like, it, right. like it's, someone's going to figure it out. So it's not that, but you know, it's funny because I, I don't know when, well, it's, it's, Unchained was was the first one that I'm aware of that it happened to. And they sent out an email to their clients, let them know what happened. And they put a Twitter announcement out. Swan, on the other hand, sent an email out at 1.48 a.m. Saturday morning. That's when I got the email. Yeah. And then they didn't send, put a tweet out for over 12 hours after that. So maybe just... Being upfront about it is, you know, a big ask. There's a lot of people I like at Swan. I like Swan. You know, I've, I like it. I don't gain pleasure out of ripping on these people and these companies because, like, we need this kind of stuff to advance adoption of Bitcoin. Um, so it hurts when they mess up but we have to call them out when they mess up or else, you know, like what's the point? What's the other thing? I, uh, no, I, I brought that up already. So I have a tweet. So they finally, um, they had something and Swan Bitcoin's Twitter account said some responded to a tweet saying like, uh, yes, hit several Bitcoin crypto companies. We'll have to do better. It's like, thanks. Um, 
So someone someone asked, I'm curious what will change? How will Swan Bitcoin do better? Uh, and then he added Corey Clipston and Jan Pritzker. Customers who use Swan Bitcoin deserve to know what's changing to make them feel safe about trusting custodians of their data. So Jan Pritzker replied, we have been working around the clock since the incident with procedures, including a data scrub, termination of further data to third parties and complete audit. We will put out a comprehensive plan in the next week, which will include moving away from vendors, from using vendors for email. Um, someone, and then he replied, all right, this response is appreciated. Thank you, Yan. And Pritzker replies, thank you. I apologize that it wasn't sooner. We are all hands on deck and our first duty is to customers. So we are focusing there rather than external communications, but more to come. I also said uh, in another reply, startups rely on third parties because it would be impossible to get a company off the ground if you built everything yourself. We chose vendors with extremely high standards. HubSpot had SOC 2 type 22II certification, for example, but it's clearly time to take this in-house. Um, how long does a company have to be in startup mode before they I don't know it's one of those like, things that's probably like um, you know if it's not in, in their mind like we haven't had problems so far we'll keep going with it do we want to take on this expense now we want to you know you're making these decisions and it was just overlooked yeah, well, that's what it is, and that's why it's it's the uh, it's like what we're talking about with you know securing your own Bitcoin. It only takes mm -hmm. once. Yep, it only takes one it, time. Exactly right. And you and you can't take that back. Mm -hmm. Um, and and like I disagree with Pritzker here. It's we're not asking, or I'm not asking for you to build everything yourself. That's kind of a weird response I've gotten from some people being like, "Oh, you should you can't expect them to build everything on their own." I'm not asking. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for you to use free and open source software where like practical that is self-hosted again, where practical and to run, uh, you know, an email, email marketing software. I don't think it's a huge ask. I look, I found, like I said, I found one, saw it on the GitHub page and you know, it looked pretty easy to install. And if I can, you know, fool around on GitHub and be installing stuff like, you know, a lightning node and, and, uh, you know, liquid sidechain and this stuff, and I'm just me and you've got like a team of, you know, developers, <laughs> professional job is to do stuff like that. Like, right. how do you not do this already? No, what, what it is, is they cut a corner and they got burned. Um, and so it's, it's really disappointing because then it makes you think, makes you ask the question, all right, what else are they doing mm -hmm. like that? Where else are they cutting corners? Um, you know, you hate, in uh, in the petrochemical industry, um, there's you know a saying works in that industry. Uh, I, actually I do slappy. Oh, how about it? Um, but there's a saying where it's like, it's written in blood. Or this, like, this rule was written in blood. And what that means is that someone died, and that's what caused people to change their act on something. And we're not having, you know, no one died here, obviously, but it's the same kind of idea. 
like you don't want to have to be have to have something go really bad um in order for people to do the right thing the other um kind of weird reaction that i don't like from people is saying like well you just have to assume that if you're giving up information that uh it's already out yeah which is probably true i mean i mean that's my attitude no it it is your attitude but it shouldn't be it's it's basically my attitude too but it it shouldn't be it doesn't mean it's kind of a way to hand it yeah it shouldn't be like uh a way to hand wave away no no, totally agree it's not like yeah oh well they got attacked well i expected it anyway so no big deal no i expect you to protect my information i'm just kind of assuming it's gonna happen or like, oh, buyer beware. Like, I hate that. I really hate that because are, are we really just saying that, like, we want to live in a society where it's just, you're just like going to get goes. scammed? Yeah. yeah. And hey, you should have done better. Like, no, like it's it's. <laughs> it doesn't mean you should just blindly go around doing stuff and trust everything. But like when you're marketing yourself as you know, a Bitcoin company for Bitcoin, buy Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. And you, you, you say all the, the, the the nice little slogans that all the plebs on Twitter say, like, and you're not following through on it. I think you're, you know, doing some fraud. Um, and it's like maybe light fraud, like light treason, but yeah, I mean, I don't know that it would be fraud if they tell you they're using third parties. Right, but I'm saying that it's it's not. Um, I mean, I know what you're if saying. If you're they saying they probably this makes have it, company that we don't, we're not going to do. But like, they're they weren't hacked. If they say we use when you're doing all your agreements, which nobody reads. But well, that's yeah, it's it's but the thing is, they know that no one reads it. Yeah, I know. But what else can you do, though? There's an implicate, but we'll not have like what I was criticizing cold card for not, you know, leading everyone to believe that you're doing other Which things. Is the funny by, thing like, with terms of like, service, by the way, you know, like you can't put in there and uh, you owe me a million dollars or something because they the courts have decided that nobody reads it anyway. So why anything in there is binding is beyond me. But yes, just saying. there's there's some binding agreements, by the way, if you ever bought a mug from us, <laughs> you might want to go <laughs> check out. Our ter- reread it. <laughs> yes. yes, you might want to go check out. The, I've been waiting for <laughs> no one's caught it yet, I don't think. Um. But uh, yeah, so it's like yeah, you can you can bury that in the terms of service somewhere. But if you're kind of allowing everyone to believe something else, yeah, I don't know, man. And, like, and this this one's like, no, it's it's maybe I shouldn't have called it because yeah, it's not. I can't say it's fraud. I mean, every business uses third parties for the most part, unless you're like, you know, I don't know, really small or don't rely on other things. And it's like not my job at work. To be like, oh, by the way, we use a third party for this software and this software. And, you know, because we protect the data at my company, I think, very well. As there hasn't been any breaches since I've been there. Um, but some of our clients have, and that can cause problems at our company. But, like, you know, it's not like my job on the phone every day to be like, and by the way, we do use third parties for this, just so you know. 
Right, but you're not also going on the podcast and doing other marketing where you're talking about how important it is to, you know, control your privacy and your data and everything. Yeah. And then, so it's like, I, I think you can, I, 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 I'll walk back a little bit calling it fraud because, you know, I don't have, um, you know, all of the information in front. It's like, Oh, this is exactly where they led you to believe. Like, but, yeah. But like, I mean, I we don't... know, like there's, there was surprise. Like you look at and see what a lot of the reactions were of people and they did not expect yeah. their data to be shared in this way from this company. Like if it were anybody else, if it were your, you know, Sam's club membership or something, it's like, Oh, we got hacked because it'd be like, all right, all right, that stinks. And you guys should do a better job with it. But, um, you know, it's not not surprising that that uh, the data was getting getting shared that way. Um, it's also like why you know the, the information that was getting sent to these third parties. All right, it's for email marketing. Why do you need to send them their whole name or phone number, IP address, this stuff? Like, first I think the name IP and, address like, probably comes from when they send the email. Like any open, why is that getting transferred? No, it, it's I don't know. Oh, that it's oh I see what you're saying. It's like I send the email, yeah, yeah, yeah. You click okay, on yeah, yeah. It, now I know what your IP address is, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're right. Um, but like last name and phone number and yeah. stuff, like why is that getting sent over yeah. to like you know, that's a little bit like another oversight where it's like, you should, like why did more data? than absolutely really need to for the purposes of, of this. And maybe, maybe there's some sort of marketing reason I'm unaware of that it's useful for them to have it. I don't know, but maybe, maybe if your last name begins with an R they versus a Q you get the a email and, you, and the guy with yeah, the Q gets the B email. I, I don't you know. You can do it with the email address though. You well, know. it depends on what they, you can have like masked email addresses. Sure, but nice. you could just say send half, you know, send A through whatever email addresses that start with a number. Well, I'm saying that there's some sort of, yeah, I, I was kind of, that was tongue in cheek. Know, there's, yeah, I know, because um, I can't think of a reason either. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I'm trying, uh, trying to play devil's advocate over here. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this if you haven't noticed them. I forget half of them. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, it's it's like this isn't so so let me take a step back and explain what what is likely to be the the problem associated with these data leaks like there's not going to be five five dollar wrench attacks on people i don't think um this is not like that's not the threat that's not the hazard that that results the or the the um what ends up happening here so like, I'm not mad because I feel like someone's going to knock on my door or my house or, or do something like that. I think for me and for a lot of people on Bitcoin Twitter, like we're not going to have to, like our Bitcoin isn't at risk for this. Mm-hmm. What's bad about data leaks is that it's not necessarily this data um, that's going to cause a problem, but a bunch of different data leaks 
and you start getting names and email addresses and IP addresses and you can start Match combining things. Yeah. Right. So if you've got, if you've bought a ledger and you know, that data got leaked and then you signed up for a service, uh, at, uh, unchained and you also have an account at swan like you know someone that gathers all that information can paint a pretty clear picture about what you're doing um and again that's not that's still not going to result i don't think in a five dollar wrench attack but what it's going to do is they're going to start sending phishing you know attempts out at people and that's why I said it's not going to affect me and it's not going to affect most people on Bitcoin Twitter because if we get an email from someone saying we're on chain capital and yeah, you need to put your private keys in here because of, you know, they're about to expire. There was a data breach blocks. and you need to verify yeah. your keys. Like, yeah, we're not going to fall for that. Never in a million years will we fall for that. But if you don't think a random Bitcoin person holding Bitcoin with a random hardware wallet, like isn't going to fall for that. Like there's a reason why they do phishing attacks mm -hmm. because it works. It Be catches profitable. a few people and it's really cheap. They get like, they'll, they'll go use HubSpot or whatever that thing is and yeah. get an account there and have them send off a gajillion emails for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Basically no cost. Uh, so it's like, you know how you get those uh, uh, relentless car warranty calls? Yeah, well, your warranty's running up. It's, it's a courtesy call to let you know. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're going to start getting, this is a courtesy call from Unchained Capital or your Bitcoin provider to let you know that your private keys are about to expire. So go to this website and we'll get you set up. And I bet you there's going to, you know, someone's, someone's going to come up with the story and say like, oh, yeah, my dad was, uh, called me up and he was very proud of himself because he, he made sure his private keys didn't get, expi you know, expired. I so he took him care of it. His and, keys and he did. And yeah. So I'm going to, you know, call back to earlier in the episode, I was talking about my Bitcoin meetup and. Also about hardware wallets and and security and everything, and talking to this guy who's more of a you know like a trader, um, but he's been like in sold Bitcoin out his company, and, con country. Yeah, yeah, he's a regular Benedict Arnold slappy. Um, but he's been doing it for a while, and you know he's used to sending Bitcoin and everything, and he was talking about his uh, his hardware wallet and everything, and explaining to someone else how it worked. And he kind of said something we're talking about restoring, uh, you know, the, the, the Bitcoin from private keys. And he said, well, if my, uh, if my ledger now, uh, remember this guy is very confident in himself. Mm -hmm. Knows what's and, going in his mind, knows all this stuff. Right. He's an expert. He's, he's the guy. And I think this is indicative of way more people than we'd like to admit. Um, because you have to remember that not everyone on Bitcoin Twitter has the knowledge of the average person on Bitcoin Twitter. And even the average knowledge on Bitcoin Twitter is actually, I think, pretty terrible. 
Um, and people are just, a lot of people are just good at repeating stuff without actually understanding anything. That's become brutally clear the last couple months, but I digress. But at least, you know, these people know not to a web a pop-up pops up on your browser and says, please input your private keys here. They know not to do that. But this guy said, well, what would happen if my ledger broke? I lost it, whatever. And I got a new ledger and I put in my seed phrase into it. And I tried to put my pin in. Like, I don't think that would, that wouldn't work. And I'm like, what do you mean it wouldn't work? And I, and I tried to explain it to him that the pin is specific to the piece of hardware um, and the, the, the seed phrase restores the private key, which restores, you know, you know, you being able to spend the Bitcoin. And when you set up that new hardware wallet, you know, you set up a new pin um, and maybe you've got the 25th word or whatever you have to know mm-hmm. on top of your seed phrase, but whatever, but like it would restore it. And he was just convinced that, no, it wouldn't. And I said, well, how do you restore, like, let's say that happened. You lose your treasure, you break it or something. How do you get your Bitcoin back? And he goes, well, I guess I call Ledger. And so this guy is just absolutely, totally, totally clueless about how this stuff works. And, you know, oh, probably more you're com- just- like you're saying, probably more common then yeah, you, you can then. say that I'm just kind of taking a datum. Yeah. But like, I, I don't think it's like the other people there that were new to Bitcoin, like really weren't like the one guy was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you there to the, to the, the trader guy. But the other two people were nodding along with it right. or at least didn't know. Or didn't know what whether or not along or not, um, and and this wasn't like he wasn't like a boomer. He was probably a few years younger than me, but you know, in you know, <laughs> grew up with technology and stuff and everything, and otherwise could you know use Bitcoin okay, but just didn't understand how some of the security and the private uh, security worked. So if he thinks that he can call Ledger and they're going to restore his Bitcoin, he is a prime time target for an email supposedly from Ledger that says restore your Bitcoin. Yeah. Or, you know, if they know his IP address, um, you know, they could try to target him to install some malware that asks for his private key. Oh, hey, you need to do this when you pop it up. Oh, okay. Or or another one. The other thing is like people think that, and this is just totally stupid, or correct, someone correct me if I'm wrong for thinking this is just a totally dumb thing to think, that, oh, well, my hardware wallet shows me the address that I'm sending it to. And so therefore, that's where it's sending it to. Or my software shows me it's on my computer where it's going. And so I validated that that it's going. Like, why couldn't malware show you the address that you want to send it to and then send it somewhere else? Like, like it wouldn't be hard to do that. So 
like that's the problem with it. like so so these attacks on or these data leaks like the like a, a decent halfway decent bitcoin doesn't have to worry about it but like all your friends and family that you sent them to buy you know hardware wallet xyz and some of this exchange because they're you know these are good bitcoiners and they make good products and they make and they make good services you you kind of sold them up a creek not you because i think you did what you you know you trusted people that were trusted people in this space they sold you up a creek because they they marketed you goods and services that caused you to let your guard down and and you kind of gave them or they kind of accepted more credit or, or whatever I don't know however we want to put it than, than they should have taken um, they were willing to make a sale um, at the expense of you understanding exactly what was going on And like that, that bugs me. That doesn't sit right with me. So I really hope that, you know, the Bitcoin space gets better with this. I'm not saying that you can't sell stuff in the space, but like the only way that this, this gets, uh, you know, I, I, we're not going to have like, we don't have hyper Bitcoinization. We don't monetize Bitcoin without you know having you know white market goods and services for bitcoin um so i don't i don't want to like have this like oh well we have to go underground and you know uh uh, you know put put cash in a paper bag somewhere and you know give gps coordinates in the middle of a lake for someone else to go find it. And then they send us a Bitcoin transaction. Like it's, that's totally impractical. We're not going to spread Bitcoin adoption doing it that way. Um, we need, we need, you know, not brick and mortar stores, but like, you know, we need stuff out in the open and we need good services, goods and services for people to use Mm -hmm. that, that actually live by, you know, walk the walk and, that they talk. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe a lot of these Bitcoin <laughs> companies are just like, God bless you. Maybe they're just kind of like in over their heads. Like maybe they're like, I, I've kind of like held this position for a while that everyone thinks that everyone in the legacy system that has wealth is going to not have wealth under Bitcoin. But if you're a savvy businessman, if you know how to create wealth, you're good at managing stuff managing resources then like a strong money you know is good for you too um you know just because they made money off a a system with high inflation and they can take advantage of it that that just means that they understand how to play the game Mm -hmm. and whatever tools are in front of them they're going to use so don't like rest on your laurels because you understand Bitcoin that that means you're going to supplant these guys as the commander of resources. 
because once they figure out how to use Bitcoin, they're going to use Bitcoin. And like, I think, I think a lot of the, the people in the legacy system are going to be the ones that really push the hardcore adoption. Um, and again, like, I, I don't know, that's, that's kind of, um, um, throwing something out there like that. Cause it, it, it's, I mean, I'm frustrated if someone wants to get mad at me for saying this stuff about these. Cause, and I, like I said before, there's a lot of these people in these companies that I like and that I've, I've had a lot of respect for. So I'm not saying this is like, I'm not running the victory lap over this. I'm frustrated. I hate doing this, but I'm not doing anybody any favors if I don't, speak what's on my mind about it because you know if you want to run if you want to if you want to be the guy you got to be the guy you know like tom brady you know doesn't make excuses blame other people blame external things oh my o-line didn't uh didn't play well in front of me this game that's why you know i threw that interception <laughs> this doesn't cut it. That's not what great people do. So I, I keep having other ideas pop in my head I want to talk about, but I don't want to, to this to be four hours long and um whatever. You have anything to add, Slappy? No, I, I, I. How's your How's your voice doing? Oh, my throat's a little dry. I could use a drink good, of water. Good, good. I kind of dominated this conversation. Yeah, no, good stuff, It's just though. a big, bigger, I, big rant. Well, especially now, there was a couple things that came out this week that sparked it, but we've had a lot of guests on. So, you know, you get, get a little chance to speak for yourself instead of interviewing someone else. So get, yep. get it while you can. Yep. So, uh, I guess maybe to... to wrap this up it's it's very disappointing what we saw that a lot of companies oh that's why i wanted to bring up so i've been tossing around this idea in my head and feel free to push back on it as much as you as you want um because you know i don't know how convinced i am of it but it's a but it's a thought it's a string that i'm pulling um, what's interesting about a lot of these Bitcoin companies is they start hiring people in like the Bitcoin Twitter space and, you know, in the, in those social circles and whether or not it was intentionally done this way, uh, it creates cover for these companies. Like if, uh. You know, if they hired you, Slappy, if, if Bitcoin company XYZ hired Slappy. Why would they do that? Uh, kamikaze mission. Okay. And uh, then they do something weird or they do something bad. And I would be like, oh, well, Slappy's there. And, you know, I like Slappy. And so they're good guys. And, oh. and you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, 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 they have a lot of altcoins there and do that stuff. But, you know, Slappy's in there and I know he's fighting the good fight. Even though it's been, you know, four years he's been there 
and nothing's changed there, but I know he's fighting a good, like they're uh, definitely take advantage. Like, I don't know that that was their in like, I don't uh, think that's an explicit. I mean, that might be the result, but that's like the world, dude. That's like, you know, your network. It's like, I'm going to hire a guy who's well-connected in the uh, petrochemical yes. industry because people in the industry like him, you know, and he knows these people and he has these connections and he that's has a reputation. Shaq. Yeah. That's why Shaq is the face of Papa John's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is that a result of it? Yeah, I guess maybe, but like, that's also, you want to grow your company. You're not going to hire some guy off the street who doesn't know anyone and doesn't know anything. I mean, maybe you will if he's a special talent, but. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's just something to watch out for that you don't like if someone does something bad or weird, like acknowledge that they did something bad or weird, yeah, but don't, okay. well, well, you, you know, you also don't I like hate the guy. You can just say it was right. bad and uh, I don't like that. You're still a good guy. Like, you know, if, if like, say you yeah. bought a hundred dollar mug and you found out it was the same mug as like a $10 <laughs> mug. It's like, all right, well, I still like Rollo. <laughs> Someone should test that out by the hundred dollar mug. No, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think that's, um, I didn't mean to say it was totally like a, hey, they're just using you for- Like a nefarious, like- yeah, yeah, not nefarious, but- It but is but like, like, it could be the, I see what you're saying, like that could be- But it's be, there. It, it's there, I mean, it exists. But I don't think that's avoidable. Like, I think that's just part of the world, like, you know. Right, but that's why you have to be careful when yes. you're making judgments on yes, something. Yes, it can't sure. just be- well, can't be well, like he's a good guy. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, did he mess up or not? That's why I was I, I, in the beginning when I said I, I, um, yeah, I couldn't throwing it out there. I, I got you. Well, no, I'm saying like going way back when I started on this, oh. this part of the rant. I don't remember when that was. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I said like, oh, I don't know how I want to say this, but I've already, you know, said, a lot of stuff already. Uh, yeah, yeah. but i was saying like yeah. it feels like no one has ever like had to like fix something that went wrong professionally like we've all like if you have a job something probably went wrong at your job that you had to go fix and like you don't part of that is not pointing fingers at everyone and kicking and screaming and, you know, making a big deal. It's Maybe like, where all you right. Work. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, all right, this bad thing happened. What it. we have to yeah. figure out what happened, why it happened and how to not have this happen again. So like all of these cliches and making excuses, it's just like, what in the world have you like, we're getting mad that someone's like, saying, whoa, this is a big problem and it needs to be fixed. Like, I, I have you never, like, have you never had to solve difficult problems that, you know, someone messed up and then like, it, it just, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what people do in their day-to-day -day lives sometimes that, that feels like a total disconnect of how to react and, and deal with things. And maybe it's just, a lot of it has to do with, hey, I like this company and I like the people that 
that run it and work there. And so, you know, I'm just going to wear rose colored glasses through it. Right. Um, but like the, except, I guess like, uh, just this like casual acceptance of just like utter failure by a lot of people's just, it's just weird to me. Not, and, and, and it's not even that like, you have to be angry about it. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, like it's a problem. Let's figure it out and fix it instead of being like, oh, well, at least they told us this happened and that's all I need. No, we need to know like why this went wrong. And, and, you know, it sounds like they're, uh, you know, we swan with what Jan Pritzker said that they're going to do an audit and, and figure all their stuff. So hopefully they, they catch the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope this ends up being, you know, they take their lump and that, you know, everyone does a better job as a result. It's unfortunate that it had to happen this way, but it happened. You know, we don't have a time machine, so you can't go back and and undo this stuff. So the only thing to do is to get better. And, you know, maybe maybe Unchained and Swan get, get knocked back a peg or two. Um as far as trust goes and, and they'll have to, we'll have to regain that trust from people. And that's a natural consequence of making an error like that. But, uh, you know, hopefully it strengthens, strengthens the whole, uh, whole industry. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean for this to be like a total, um, you know, like hate fest or something. A lot of my reaction is frustration with how other people reacted to it. Um, although that said, it, it is also it's I'm not happy. Right. It's extremely unacceptable, but that kind of like pushed me further into getting autistic over it. So, all right, we're an hour and a half in. Um, Cool. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and uh, I was I was upset over the weekend that no one seemed to care, but it seemed last day or two there's been more conversation on it, so that's good. Cheers. All right, show notes page for this episode is mcflugel.com slash two nine seven, as well as get on zero fiat dot com slash. I think you're right. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Get on zerofiat.com slash 16. Although I'm like four episodes behind on getting that Mm -hmm. link set up. Don't go there. Well, eventually you'll be able to go there. Yeah, listen to this in a couple (laughs) weeks and go there. Yes. All right. Um, Oh. One thing I wanted to bring up too. Go back to the Michael uh, Goldstein piece. Everyone's a scammer. I'll try to remember to link that in the show notes page. Yeah. He wrote that a long time ago, and it rings true. Everyone's out to get your Bitcoin, including your favorite Bitcoin company. Now, whether or not 
they're, you know, they, they could be doing something perfectly good. Like, hey, we're selling you mugs for Bitcoin. We're trying to get your Bitcoin. He wants your Bitcoin. Right. Doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean there has to be something nefarious going on behind it. But like, everyone wants your Bitcoin. So just consider that. All right. We're done. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Peace.